1: you. <music>
2: welcome everybody to the finding hermes podcast i hope you're ready to walk through those doors with the god of the mind doors you probably didn't know were there before or just aren't ready but we're always here to take you down that rabbit hole and certainly today we've got an amazing rabbit hole as my friend and somebody whose work is just amazing visits us. And that is Herman SJR. Herman, how are you doing? And uh, welcome back. You've been on AM Byte a couple of times, but welcome to Finding Hermes.
3: Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's always a pleasure being on here. And also our conversations together um, are always great.
2: Yeah, sometimes they're kind of silly, but what do you expect? Men yeah. are simple creatures. We don't that's we, we don't like to think sometimes, just throw shit at each other. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. That's especially in our WhatsApp chats. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So awesome. Well, tell the audience a little bit about yourself who may not know you. Uh, and also so we can ensure you're not a Kremlin or CIA plant that you're the real <laughs> well, deal. Because again, that's the point of this show, right? Question yeah. everything. Be skeptic about yourself, others. Yeah. Yeah. who knows
3: yeah but uh it's true uh but if i was really good then there's no way there's no guarantee that you would know, <laughs> you
2: know? <laughs> yeah yeah you're like sauron in lord of the rings you're gonna yes. fool everybody
3: yes man. so i'm uh dr herman sgr i am I'm a doctor of metaphysical psychology so i'm not a clinician i'm not a medical doctor nothing i do or say is ever medical advice so i get that out of the way um Basically, I'm a global change agent. So what that means is I consult and train various entities across the world in very simply put, highly complex problem solving. It's much deeper than that. But I basically train them to acquire the ability of history's greatest thinkers. So if you look at history's greatest thinkers across space and time, they all had one commonality. They were able to see the foundation, the universal, the root level, the concept, the principle, whatever you want to call it, in whatever arena, if they were experts in one arena or 20 arenas, it doesn't matter, and apply that universal to seemingly unrelated landscapes. So they were able to see the universal and the system of interconnectivity, as I call it. I, I loosely call this holistic vision because you're able to see things holistically. And then when you're able to do that, you're able to uh, to create stupidly powerful step change, step change, just meaning immediate transformation. So it's no longer a graph, a gradient change. It's going from here and stepping way up. So that's basically what I do. The entities that I usually train or consult with are multinational companies, multibillion dollar companies, uh, universities, doctors, lawyers, police, um, engineers nonprofits anyone who has to function at the highest level possible
2: awesome and in your experience or in your work you're not just working with individuals you're working with whole organizations and systems right I, like I was having a conversation with my friend um, who's a she's a she uses jungian techniques for businesses uh, rachel and she was telling me, yes, yeah, she works like uh, you know, a company is a psyche. And she says most company psyches are psychotic. They're downright yeah. evil. They have no care mm-hmm. of humanity. They destroy it. She wants mm-hmm. to help them be healed so the company and the individual work in a uh yeah, holistic, yes. self, you know, positive symbient. way.
3: Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. end way. Yeah, that's true. Uh, to answer the initial question, I work with both individuals and and entities. However, you can make the argument: well, a corporation is a person too. It's a collective of individuals. So that's right. true. Just just to get the semantics out. It's there. an
2: Yeah, it's an egg. I know someone's going to go. In the comments, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, know, <yeah, laughs> no, no but it <laughs> it really is. It's an it's an organism that kind of yeah. thinks on its own after a while
3: yes exactly so uh and it's been proven for decades that corporations the successful especially the multinational ones are uh psychopaths if you go down actually there's a cool yeah this is real yeah there's actually a checklist um that's been published many times in research and books and even some videos that they compare they go down the list of psychopaths the symptoms and they compare it to the company, and it's is—it's not a joke. It really is like that, and that's sadly how this world works with all these disgusting systems that are set into play that are against awakening, against Gnosticism, against finding Uh, Hermes, whatever you want to call it, for various reasons.
2: But can you have a healthy corporation, one that thinks well and has uh, ethics and morals or at least cares? about the well-being of its employees and its customers? Is that possible?
3: I think, uh, yes, it is. But illustrating one example of the system of interconnectivity, which is the second variable that I use when I teach this uh, loosely called holistic vision. The other one is Mm -hmm. called psychological strategy. Mm -hmm. To Use an example of system of interconnectivity. Yes, it is. But just like anything else, just like religion, just like a system of perfection, just like a person You can get so far until you have an idiot come in. I'm going to be more blunt than I usually am on interviews. I'm not politically correct. I'm a blunt person. Uh, You get some idiots coming in and they say, okay, I'm going to take this elsewhere. This is Miguel's company. I'm going to talk with these guys, just like um, Caesar in the Senate. Uh, I'm going to talk with these guys. We're going to overpower Miguel. We're going to kick him out. Then we're going to run this shit properly and we're going to start moving then it starts to get into you know whatever you want so as anything it depends on the attitude of the individual of the cog in that system
2: yeah and it happens i mean this it's tale is old as time you have muhammad or jesus or somebody they have like a specific vision of the world and their followers yeah. just take it and create their own company if you would
3: yeah. <laughs> I aliens make- are dead I can make a way better Aeon bite if Miguel is out of here.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, it probably would. It probably would make more money, but it would probably step on some toes and cut some throats, and yeah, you know, course, not yeah. and keep the gnosis to itself. So, yeah, this is yeah. this is the world we live in. So, all right, well, why don't we talk about individuals? I, I think a quote that i you and I have thrown around to each other is the famous Mark Twain quote that goes yeah. something like it's easier to um, fool somebody than to convince somebody who's been fooled. And I am not, you know, I'm much better, but I am not some great. I, to be blunt, I have blind spots. I will always have blind spots. I know the, the mind creates, it's a trickster. It creates uh, narratives and stories that aren't true for our protection, for us not to face fear Uh, for us to play it safe and to be in the herd. You know, it's nothing wrong. It's just evolution. But as human beings who want to reach the next level of evolution, where metaphysical, abstract, innovation, where anything can, reality can be brought down to better realities, uh, It doesn't work for some of us. And I know, okay, I'm going on a tangent here, but tell us.
3: Please continue.
2: (laughs) Why don't we, yeah, let's get simple here for those in the audience. What are some signs that you are under mind control? Or what are some techniques that you use for your clients to uh, sort of self-check?
3: Right. The signs that you're under my control, uh, I got nothing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> End the interview right then now. Buy my product.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got nothing. Only 19.99. Yeah.
3: <laughs> just buy my book.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. We,
3: uh, well, the let's start with the the symptoms. So the symptoms are more difficult than the solution because just like anything, again, going back to a system of interconnectivity. Anytime you need to do something new, that means you have to exit your current system or at least open your current system. And with anything, you have to be able to see it. Just like um, uh, the uh, vices, addicts, I was trying to say the word addicts, uh, you can't change until you see the need to change. So that's more difficult, but some easier, not easy, but easier symptoms would be if you feel that you have it all, if you feel that you know it all, if you feel that you're the best in this arena, those are huge signs in any aspect of life, going back to the greatest thinkers, seeing things and applying in different ways. If you're a business person, if you're a cop, if you're a lawyer, whatever, when you start to reach that stage, you are seriously debilitated. your own calcified mindset, your cognitive schema, your self-schema. So what you want to do is in order to avoid that complete, well, there's no guarantee, but to have a very high probability of never coming across that situation is perpetual divorce. As I've said, for over 10 years, I've been doing this work, uh, training people across languages as well. It doesn't matter who you are these are universal concepts so always fall in love with divorce so what that means is constantly check yourself like ice cube check yourself before you wreck yourself you know um so wow that's an old song yeah i know i know we're showing (laughs) our age always forever no excuses Be in a state of perpetual divorce. So when you think you have an answer to anything, to how you do child rearing, how you bring up your kids, to how you do the next uh, corporate meeting, whatever, it doesn't matter. Make sure that you're stepping back and you're doing a meta analysis. Meta just means above or beyond. um, And seeing things from a different perspective and say, wait, okay, is this really the best answer? Maybe it is. But you always need to constantly divorce. Okay, do I really understand union concepts of archetypes? Yeah, I've been studying it for 30 years. Mm -hmm. That may be true, but there's still something you can get because in a system of perfection, you're never at perfection. So the easiest way, not easy, but easiest, is to constantly divorced just say okay i understood this book um miguel's book of uh miguel's latest book let's say and how do i actually apply it so tomorrow i'm going to apply it to how i bring up my child the next day or the next week i'm going to apply it to my project management group the corporate meeting that i have every week every month whatever real no nonsense no stupidity real hardcore results translate that into real world practical results then you will get like a high or whatever you call it because we're all here trying to find hermes this Mm hence the name finding hermes so Mm -hmm. it will guarantee i will say guarantee that you get a high like shit, this works, or now I'm able to do this. I was the number one uh, project manager in the history of this company. But now I applied this one thing just because I did what Dr. Herman said. I divorced myself and I saw this atmosphere, landscape issue, whatever, from a different perspective. So now I'm even more badass. So you have to always fall in love with divorce. If you forget everything on this interview, forget my name forget everything remember fall in love with divorce and that concept by itself will catapult you to what's called step change very quickly
2: so this is similar as you've written about the sort of gnostic sufi be in the world but not of this world always have a is it sort of a sense of detachment a sort of uh yeah you're accepting, yes. but you're also detached. You're in a state of contemplation, watching the watcher. The famous yes. "Who watches the watchman" kind of thing.
3: Yes. Yes. Exactly. And uh, another parallel of the system of interconnectivity is doctors, surgeons, specifically Miguel and I have been friends for a few, quite a few years. I'm not a clinical doctor, but if I was, if I was a surgeon, uh, I could never operate on him. Why? Well. I would have more love for him because I love him as a friend, as a fellow illuminator. So I should be able to care for him the best. I know the best way to operate on him. No, I cannot operate on him because I'm too attached to him. Mm -hmm. I'm too emotionally attached to him. So doctors are trained, specifically surgeons, to never get too close to your patients Because then you will fall into that, whatever you want to call it, that atmosphere of friendliness, of love, of blindsidedness, pigeonholed minded, uh, silo minded, whatever you want to say. And you're going to miss things. You're going to not operate in a way that's divorced so you can see things from afar, a meta analysis, again, meta analysis. Uh, So you can operate in the best way. So that's why. You'll notice that even if you got a family surgeon, the surgeon, unless they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, will not operate on their family member. And that's what you always have to do. Always be divorced. Like you said, stay from a divided or a divorced uh, angle of whatever you're looking at.
2: No, that makes perfect sense. Uh, so what are some exercises that you would recommend, personal exercises? I know you have some great ones in your book that I read, Metaphysical Science, Psychology, and Tarot Activity book. And uh, yeah, the tarot is very cool, but that's something we can get into. What are some exercises you provide from the book or beyond the book for organizations and individuals?
3: Sure. So the the latest book, I have six books. The latest one is metaph- physical science psychology and tarot activity book um it's fun the subtitle is fun never-ending psychological activities to transform your mindset so it's a tiny book it's only like 25 pages or 30 pages something like that and um, but it's some very powerful exercises that go on the deep the 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 deepest level the foundation of your cognitive uh, abilities your thinking foundation so one of the things that you can do is you in order to keep divorcing yourself is you want to use whatever tool you're comfortable with to be able to smack your brain to keep smacking your brain just like in martial arts again going back to the system of interconnectivity if you can see this crap you can move from martial arts to physics to surgery to mathematics to bringing up children it's the same goddamn rules it's the same (laughs) there are very few rules in existence Very few. When you get to the macro level, the human level, you got all these dumbass, you know, laws of millions, billions, trillions of laws in this county, this country, this corporation, Mm -hmm. nature, existence, whatever you want to call it. Sophia, um, the pleroma has very few rules, and if you can see those foundations, you don't need anything else. You can apply them in all these different arenas. So the tools are the same way. Use whatever tool you want, and Go ahead and ask yourself, speak in the third person and ask yourself things like, um, I'll go to one of the drills that I have here. Always keep yourself off balance. So always do what's unorthodox or atypical. So, for example... When uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, I think is his full name, was president, the second Bush, not the first one, um, there was a very interesting. I'm not political. I'm not saying I'm this side or that side. I'm just giving a Uh neutral example, okay? In case that someone goes down in the comments, oh my
2: god, he's a Republican shill. (laughs) We
3: knew it, right? uh... (laughs) CIA, yeah, CIA CIA goes blank. So when when he was in office and there was a a war in in Iraq, I think it was, I don't pay attention to the news much ever, Um, but there was one psychological operation in military, it's called PSYOP, psychological operations and military strategy. So this this, uh, regime, U.S., bombed this city in Iraq in the nighttime. The next day, they bombed them again in the nighttime. The third day, they bombed them in the morning. So when, of course, the enemy was trying to figure, okay, they're going to come at nighttime, we need to prepare ourselves, they caught them off balance. And that's what you want to do with your mind. Always smack it up and always keep yourself off balance. So one of the things you can do, especially with tarot, tarot is a beautiful tool, is just grab 20 cards. Just draw any 20 cards. If you don't have a tarot deck, you can go online and just Online search for tarot cards. Or an and then, app,
2: Yeah. There's apps, yeah. tons of apps. Yeah.
3: Yes. An app. Yeah. Apps would be beautiful too. And then just very quickly do what's called a Dr. Herman Rorschach test, known simply as the Rorschach test. That's an ink blot test. You know, you hold up a card, it's got some black ink on it. What do you see here? I see a bunny. I see a murderer, I see a cloud, whatever. It doesn't matter what your answer is. That's not the point. So go ahead and draw 20 tarot cards very quickly. I see this, I see this, I see this, I see this. The answer doesn't matter. What matters is the collective. Because the collective is going to point to your current foundation, your current mental state, and your current cognitive ability. So when you do it, it's always going to change, almost always going to change. You do it in the morning, you're thinking about this other stuff, you're going to be blocked about thinking this way. You do it at nighttime, you're going to be blocked about thinking this way. You do it a year from now, 10 years from now, it's almost always going to be different. And what you do is you analyze that. So Let's say each tarot card is one word of uh, summation. So you say, this card reminds me of God. This card reminds me of goldfish. This card reminds me of Aeon Bite, whatever. So write them all down, one word descriptions, no more. And then write them all down and look at them and find the connectedness, the interconnectivity. If you say there's no connection, you're wrong. You're not looking deep enough. There's nothing in, exist- in existence that is not interconnected. As stupid as it may sound with all these angels being all over. So find the connection and then see how you're able to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And you're going to get frustrated. These drills are called deceptively simple psychological drills. That means you swear they're stupidly easy. But right? They're very difficult. So when you start digging deeper and deeper and deeper, just the activity, forget the answer of the collective um, grouping. OK. Forget that for now. Just the act of digging digging deeper, 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 deeper is going to help you to habituate that practice to look deeper and deeper and deeper. When your friend tells you advice, when you see something on the news, is that really what they're looking for? Are they really trying to cover up this other thing? So it's like uh, when they say... Um, What is it? I I don't have kids, but when they say there's an age when kids ask, why, 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 Why?" whatever the age is or something like that, just keep digging deeper and deeper. So this exercise helps you to habituate, as long as you keep doing it, obviously, the practice of digging deeper, deeper, deeper to that universal foundation, just like the greatest thinkers had. It also helps to completely break in destroy, beat the hell out of your thinking foundation so you stop seeing stuff from your current calcified mindset. So it helps you to perpetually divorce from yourself and say, okay, wait, let me think about this from this point. Let me think about this from this point. And all these things, all these techniques and habituations, these new activities that you do, they will bleed over into your outside life, into your business life, your academic life, your personal life. And if you keep doing them for a long time, people will notice something different. Your inner circles will say something like, or at least think it, uh, you think differently. Are you doing something different? I've noticed you've Mm -hmm. been a little bit different with your thinking or, or actions, especially in your job. That's just one example.
2: No, makes sense. Yeah, I was thinking uh, something I've said on the show many times. Yeah, try to scare yourself a little bit every day. Yeah, something. Again, it it knocks you out of your normative state, your programming. And sometimes it's just your uh, change things. Um, I think it was uh, Caitlin Johnstone, a writer who I like. She said, the opposite of life is not death. The opposite of life is habit. And again, like... Like the word divorce has a connotation. We've got to change some words you say have a lot of baggage, but we've got to change our psyche. Same with habit. We think, well, if I have habits, I'll be more successful and I'll be a better person. But no, you have to break yourself. Like you said, out of the normative shell that we all get into.
3: Correct. Yeah, absolutely. That's mandatory. And one thing that I really love, I have to be careful with my words sometimes because uh, I should have said this at the intro, so forgive me. Uh, I also have six university degrees. I also teach at universities across the world. I'm Harvard published, and I say that just to uh, to uh, to evidence this next point. So, because I'm in academia, I can't go on to certain shows and say, "Hey, use tarot and use metaphysics and all that <laughs> stuff." It's the same. Woo! He's crazy. Yeah. It's the same crap. It's the same stuff. Just as we said moments ago, the universe, nature, whatever you want to call it, creation, there are very few rules. Very few. Um, It's the same stuff. But when you're talking with a corporation, multinational, when I'm training multi-billion dollar companies or lawyers or engineers, I can't go in there and say, hey, you really got to get yourself into this pleroma. Or at least on the path of it, you know, because you will get (laughs)
2: Sufi sayings and Tarot and (laughs) stuff that has helped human beings for centuries, God forbid. Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And another point of the system of interconnectivity, it's the same goddamn stuff. As you going on a date, if you go on a first date, you're not going to say all the same, all the shit of like, oh, I'm a terrible sleeper or you better put that toilet seat down or I will (laughs) harass you. When you go on a job interview, you're presenting your best self, whatever you want to call it. If you want to be a little baby and say, oh, that's manipulation, whatever. Yeah, it is technically, but it's the way the world works. Um, Oh, you can't do that. That's sales. That's life. That's you going about your life. So you have to go ahead and say certain words and avoid certain words when you're in certain atmospheres, but it's all under the umbrella, the foundation, the universal, whatever you want to call it, of metaphysical science. So to me, metaphysical science is the science behind human potential or paranormal. Uh, it's a little bit more specific, but I'm being very general right now just for the audience. Metaphysics is very tricky because when someone asks me, especially on an interview, Dr. Herman, what is metaphysics? Uh, I'm very careful. When I say, well, let's define metaphysics how it really is. Genuine metaphysics, not this crap of I use the lowercase m metaphysics for the charlatans metaphysics. Oh, you know, give me five dollars and I'll look at your hand and I'll tell you the future. I'm not saying that is or isn't true. A, a real ability what i am saying is the lowercase m metaphysics field is plagued by charlatans yeah. and idiots and people who read one book that says quantum physics helps you to do this and they run not even one book i'm sorry one article and they run around with <laughs> the dumbest crap saying it's backed by science no it's not um certain things are but so excuse me, so you have to be careful with the the metaphysics. So metaphysics, the etymology, meta meaning above or beyond, and physique, they both come from Greek, just means pertaining to the physical world or pertaining to physics. Okay, so what's wrong with that? It's much more complicated than that, because now we have all these science, especially neuroscience, creeping in onto metaphysics and saying, well, visualization is no longer a to use your phrase, uh, Miguel, woo woo or anything like that. It's, it's backed by science because if you see things and you know, you get your energy in a certain way, then you can really materialize stuff. Okay. And also the principle of resonance under physics, which falls under physics. That is helps us understand that this other aspect, variable B of what was called metaphysics is not really nonsense anymore. It is under the umbrella of science. So metaphysics is an ever-diminishing field because science is taking this away, this away, this away, this away. So you have to understand what really is metaphysics. And when you understand that, it's just the science, metaphysical science, it's just the science behind metaphysics. And that includes Neurology, that includes physics, that includes uh, linguistics, especially psycholinguistics, all these different things. So, if you know that, then you'll understand that the message is the same. The universal is the same. But when you're teaching in the academia, you have to be careful with your words. When you're on this show, you have to be careful with your words, but it all falls under the ability to see the lowest level of whatever and apply that universal algorithm into whatever arena you want to.
2: Well said, sir. Well said. Yeah, it's almost it's a hard game because uh, as you were talking on one side, you've got those who suffer from that Dunning-Kruger effect where yeah. the the people who should not be talking about certain subjects right. are the loudest one who acts like they're authority. <laughs> on the other side is the old uh, uh, George Orwell quote, uh, some ideas are so idiotic, only an intellectual would yeah. believe them. Or as Michael Mellis said, the the smartest dog is the easiest to train. In other words, when you have all this stuff, when you're yeah. so intelligent, sometimes you're the easiest person to yes. think of some horrible idea that ends up with genocide yeah. or destroys a business or I'm sure you run into that too, these big minds yeah. that no self awareness.
3: Yes, uh, unfortunately. And that's something that really bothers me because I'm just, my whole life, the epitome of myself is knowledge, finding knowledge, always getting more. That is the core of my entire being. And that really upsets me what you just said, because it's true. Uh, And I wish it wasn't. The more educated you are. And there are theories behind that. The latest theory is that It's because when you're more educated, you're more ingrained into the system of just behave, behave, follow, follow. Mm. And that seems to have some merit. I'm not sure if it's the single reason or the biggest reason, um, but that's one of the latest reasons. Uh, So with me, you know, having uh, six degrees and wanting to get another doctorate sometime before I leave this planet, a secular doctorate. I hate that, (laughs) but it is true. I have colleagues in Harvard, Cambridge, Oxford, uh, all over in these highly high uh, prestigious entities. And it's like, how the hell could you even think of that crap? You know what I mean? They're educated in their one field and you have to be careful. A lot of times we actually joke, these colleagues and I, that a lot of times when you want the truth i'm not saying always i'm not saying I'm this side or that side i'm always careful to be neutral because i want to be neutral yeah. um the i'm gonna say less educated people a lot of times they're the ones to see through all the nonsense um especially certain things that have gone on lately We'll just leave it there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, the key to doing that is to always be able to divorce and see new things, of course.
2: Indeed. Yeah. Or as I always tell people, I, or I like to quote to Mark Twain that said, uh, did say, whenever you find yourself in the majority, it's time to pause and yeah. think. So, yes, because yeah, there's always a mob creation mentality that happens and for scholars yeah that makes sense i mean you started your life maybe middle lower class you worked hard you did what they tell you and slowly you've got a high school college you've got a doctorate it seems you follow these steps that the culture has told you you get results and you're out in a good place so of course if those missives keep, keep coming from upstairs, you're just going to follow it. Oh, this is good. This is good. I'm just going to believe
3: it. Yes, exactly. And I, you said something that was great. You said if, uh, the the Mark Twain quote, you said that he said it. So, yeah, so I the fact that <laughs> you brought that up. Miguel said this wonderful quote attributed to Aeon Byte. Um, so that, that is another sign going back to the beginning of our, our conversation here. That's another sign of how do you know if you're deprogrammed. I only gave one variable because I would, rather, I would rather not go into this is a sign, this is a sign, this is a sign because of two reasons. Number one, the show is only an hour or whatever. Um, we can't go over everything. But number two, which is actually more important, is you won't always see the things and you won't always be in a state, no one will, even me that's been doing this for over 30 years, uh, training others across 10 years, but the research for over 30 years, we won't remember all these things. Um, If you were, if you could, you would be, you know, the illumination. (laughs) So, So the best thing is not to remember all the symptoms but just cut that out, and just always be in a state of perpetual divorce, divorce. perpetual change. So just like I'm not religious, I'm not a Christian, um, spiritual person, but I'm not religious. But there's a perfect example in the Bible when Jesus said, when the they wanted to kill the adulterer, and Jesus said, "He who is without sin, cast the first stone." So you want to just completely remove that entire argument just like he did he didn't say don't do it she's good or i know she's sorry uh, she won't do it look she's my aunt he destroyed that because with all those things i just said there are variables that being can be counteracted so they can be argued again and again no we gotta kill her he completely removed their argument by saying if you're without sin if you've never screwed up then go ahead the argument just disappears the same thing with the, how do I see if I've been brainwashed or programmed? Don't, don't concern yourself with that. You'll, you can go crazy with that as well. Just concern yourself with always being in a perpetual state of divorce, whatever you want to call it, seeing things differently. And that is what's going to further catapult you.
2: Oh, I agree 100. percent Or just start out with, yes, I have been brain, brainwashed. We're all brainwashed. It's called being a human being, an animal, a social animal, and add to that all the marketing, our parental programming, culture—you know, mm-hmm. propaganda. Yeah, that goes without saying. So, I think yeah. that's always a good starting point, and it's always going to happen. It's an eternal fight against these archons, and. We are our own worst enemy sometimes because we want certainty over just experiencing mystery. We want safety over adventure. It's how humans are built. But that's not being alive, Herman, is it?
3: (laughs) No, no, it's not all. It's a pretty sad life. If you can use the word life, but yeah, it's definitely Existence. not what you want. Existence. There you go. I'm existing, but you know, <laughs>
2: <So> <laughs> yeah, at least yeah, I'm okay
3: some... because I have and A. A. Bite to watch every week.
2: Don't <laughs> trust A. Don't trust me. Don't. Tr- I could be working for the Demiurge. Don't trust. You know. Do you find your own mystery, man? Write your own gospel. Live your own myth, as I always yeah. say. Each of us has an incredible potential, but we have to be. Like you said, on the side of life, where, yeah. where it belongs. So,
1: yeah. You, sure. also,
2: you also talk about oh, and for the audience first, and uh Herman is doing a uh deeper dive in our Finding Hermes group, private yeah. group. So he will definitely extend a lot of uh, these ideas, add some more. There'll be visuals. So if you really want the techniques, a. To go to the Finding Hermes program, of course, get his book because these these exercises are simple, easy. You just open your book, sit around, within half an hour, you've already got a game plan. Yes. They are kind of they are fun. You can do it with other people, a job, or be and yeah. So uh there is a way to do it. And of course, this will be on the show notes. But you also talked to Herman about um Mind Your Language drills. What are some of those for the audience?
3: I was just going to that point next. Yes. So Mind Your Language is also in the book there. And the, the thing with my work is, and about me, I don't tolerate dipshittery. Okay. I don't take excuses. I don't care who you are, how powerful you are. If you're with me and working with me and I'm training you or consulting, whatever, I don't take crap. So I'm very real. But the reason why is not because I want to be an idiot. Okay, no. The reason why is because I deeply love humanity and I'm extraordinarily sensitive. I am like stupidly sensitive to human suffering. I can't I can't see it. I can't tolerate it. Um, So because this planet is set up in a disgusting way. You know more about it as you get deeper into Gnosticism, fortunately and unfortunately. um, I try to do whatever the hell I can as fast as possible. I have zero patience for anything in existence. I'm like, don't play with me. You want to collaborate? You want to do something? Let's do it now. Don't tell me this crap of, all right, let's look into it six months from now. Get out of here. I don't have time for that crap. Um, So all my work is using that mindset so it's bringing real hardcore results real to the point no nonsense drills so people can do just as you said you just 30 minutes and you walk away very much changed at the foundation of course you have to perpetuate and continue that change of course you definitely will walk away with, wow, I, I need to use this. Now I can use it in as simple as sending emails, replying to emails, um, whatever aspect. So all my work is all like that. All six books, all the counseling, all the online courses, the tarot game that I came up with in addition to the tarot. And they. one of those drills is the mind your language that Miguel just uh, spoke of, that you just spoke of, Miguel, sorry um so minor language just means pay attention to language that is about you now when i say is about you that means coming from you or coming from others where you experience it if you don't experience it then whatever because you can't hear you can't be affected by something someone said that you don't know right so what that means is if you get an email and you experience communication about you, you need to mind that language. If you get a text message, if you see a post, you need to mind that language. If you say something, mind your lang- that language. If someone says something about you to you, or if you're in a group and they're talking about you, you need to mind that language. So just like in systems theory, specifically chaos theory. Chaos theory, we have something called SDIC, sensitive dependence on initial conditions. So it's a fancy way of saying when you have a system, more specifically a nonlinear system, but I'm not going to get technical. When you have a system, any change in that system, however minute, will automatically create a different output to whatever degree. Um, Now, when that system is long-term, such as your mindset, such as you're planning to be the next Aeon bite or the next Oprah. You notice I throw an Aeon Byte. <laughs> I know. My head's going
2: bigger.
3: <laughs> you're yes. mind
2: controlling
3: me, you bastard. Yes, yes. we got him, guys. <laughs> yeah, you got <laughs> me. Watch. You got me. <laughs> um, uh, uh, oh, we have too much fun on these uh, shows. Um, so w- whatever you're trying to do, it's, it's typically going to be longer term than five minutes. So it's going to create a different output when you put in that variable and keep doing that variable in that system that you're used to. So SDIC. So language is one of those variables. Language is the language, the communication that you hear every day, that you say, that you see, that you experience, that you feel even, body language. Um, And you have to mind that because all those variables They subconsciously, insidiously even, the negative ones obviously, affect your mindset to whatever extent. So going back to the system of interconnectivity, a parallel is there's a very famous phrase and it's so stupid that it exists. It's a fact. If you repeat a lie over and over again, it doesn't matter if it's true. The dipshits, which is most of the people on this planet, I hate to say that most of the people across space and time will take it as real only because it was repeated that's it No more why. it's before. so
2: it's so odd what is it what's the psychology behind that
3: well that that's a bigger answer one answer one shorter answer is going back to um i say this hesitantly but evolutionary biology so The brain, remember, the brain is not this all-powerful oracle. And I wrote about this, I think, in my second book, which is the workbook, the interactive workbook of this whole holistic vision, as I loosely call it. Um, The brain is not an all-powerful oracle. It's just an estimator, a best guesser. It takes the information and says, this is why I calculate. So when you're, for example, when you're running down the street at nighttime, I mean, hopefully this doesn't happen to you, but if you're running down the street (laughs) and someone's chasing, trying to kill you or or hurt you or something, your brain will not know, okay, go this way, this way, this way, especially if it's a place you don't know a neighborhood, this this way, this way, you'll be good. No, the brain takes in a crap load of variables that are coming to it, the sense, the sounds, the imagery the paths the darkness the lightness of different angles of different streets and stuff in less than milliseconds less than milliseconds to say go this way go this way you're being chased okay you may it may bring you to a point where there's a dead end there's a wall and now you're killed or you're hurt your brain only tried to help you based on the information it received so it's also an autopilot entity it will do everything to be efficient to make things easier for it and then in turn for you you're not going to always think okay i need to breathe oh i gotta blink my eyes no it's going to (laughs) habituate that stuff otherwise you go crazy so going back to your question excuse me the brain wants habituation So when it hears, when it's in a system of repetition, whatever that repetitive variable is, eventually it's going to acclimate itself to it. It's going to be comfortable with that. It's going to say, Mm -hmm. okay, this this seems okay. It's not life-threatening. So it seems like it's okay. Everyone else believes it. Everyone else is functioning with this truth, which is a lie, of course, but everyone else is functioning as if it is true. So it should be okay. So I'm going to now put this in the autopilot mode and just take it as true. So that's how the brain, very simply stated, works in line with habituation or evolutionary biology, or if you don't believe in evolutionary biology, with habituation. Okay, and that principle that you spoke of, it taps into that same uh, habit that the brain wants of habituation. So that's why it works.
2: No, that makes perfect sense. And uh, yeah, we were talking about, you were talking about how you like to get on things and uh, just do them, which brings us to procrastination. And even last night, you and I were talking and you had some idea. Yeah, and I I immediately I was like I was tired, mentally tired. But Mm. there are other times when you and I talk, and I'm like, "Oh, Herman's got a good idea. I'm gonna put this on my level." And then I turn around, you're already doing the work, and I'm like, "This dude, he doesn't (laughs) wait two seconds, and he's attacking every project. Drives me crazy." (laughs) But I do procrastinate. I have my system. It could be better. But what advice do you have for people when it comes to procrastinator? And of course, throughout my life. Sometimes I don't want to change until there's so much pain, as they say, or, you know, how do you, so um, what is some advice for individuals for procrastination?
3: Well, procrastination comes under the umbrella of not wanting to do something because it's going to cause discomfort to whatever degree. Mm -hmm. So going back to this ability of the greatest thinkers, again, I loosely call it holistic vision. Um, whatever you want to call it, who cares? Looking at the foundation of stuff, don't concern yourself with procrastination. That's a superficial variable. And I'm saying you in general. Don't concern yourself with that. That's superficial. Yeah, you can attack that and you can address the procrastination, but there's a deeper level. Just like going to the doctor, going to system of interconnectivity parallels. Again, examples, just like a doctor, if, if they see a deep gash on your arm, and they put a Band-Aid over it. I mean, technically it can heal, but you may have some issues. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the depth is not being worked on. Right. So procrastination is a symptom of discomfort. So try to see what is causing that discomfort. Um, talk with yourself in the third person. It is very powerful to talk stuff in the third person, because then you can get a dialogue, you can get a discourse, and you can reveal information that you wouldn't otherwise know. Okay, so uh, today, Dr. Herman feels like this. Um, Why do you feel that way, Dr. Herman? Well, I think because of this. Okay, but why? Dig deeper, deeper, deeper. So when you're able to do that, then you can find the source behind the reason or procrastination and you can attack that now that is a, a deep proper answer and that's not easy to do but i do want to say it because i don't want to just give you an answer and then i didn't do my work properly of giving the real answer or someone says dr herman that was stupid you should have said this <laughs> no, that's not the foundation um so uh, so that's the deep answer but the short answer is well, book a session with me, and i will I will attack your ass right, with right. Uh, with why are we doing this? You need to do this one thing about me no one's perfect, I'm definitely not perfect is just get the shit done I love when um I gave uh, a session a holistic vision session to uh, retired um I can't officially say this, but let's just say like uh, retired federal law enforcement uh, some and um, I can say that. So uh, so at the end, uh, they were like, uh, Dr. Herman, this is really cool. This is exactly how admirals think. And I that was really cool that they said to admirals, they don't care. Just get the shit done. I don't <laughs> care how you do it. Get it done. I don't care if you got to sleep five hours a day or three hours a day for seven days or 30 days you want to change get it done otherwise shut the hell up and accept how you are it's that simple again i'm a blunt person if you haven't gotten that right now (laughs) Uh, so to further answer your point just get the stuff done get into a habituation of okay set these time limits okay when i have an idea i got 30 seconds to move on it. i think someone even wrote a book about something similar to that um, You can do that, all these drills, but they're not going to address the foundation. Find out why you're procrastinating and dig into that reason and go ahead and build on that reason and destroy that. So you can at least be 1% better, not 100%. It's not going to happen quickly. And you're going to understand why you move that way. And that's going to bleed over as long as you habituate it into your basic problem solving skills, into your highly complex problem solving skills, into your ability to see what your child really wants, how you really need to address those things. Uh, Instead of superficially, okay, you're grounded, go to your room. So you see, we're bouncing around a lot. All these things, they all bleed into other aspects of your life. And if you address procrastination, you're going to see that you have the ability to dig deeper, deeper, understand yourself deeper, or call me and have me help you dig deeper in a session to be able to function better and do things a lot faster.
2: Well said, my friend. And yeah, I agree. Have a dialogue with your (laughs) your psyche understand that it's it is complex uh like you said the brain has a million reasons there's trauma there's unconscious forces there's there's a lot going on you're not going to be able to do it just by an article and it's certainly uh, yeah it's certainly a process of uh doing these things um i think what has helped me a lot and let me know your thoughts beyond active imagination exercises is Simply writing things down. It's a form of magic, writing down gratitude. When I write down on my little notebook, these are the goals I have today. At the end of the day, no TV, no nothing. I have to tick these things off. Even if I have to write an excuse to myself, damn it, Miguel, why did you (laughs) not do? You know, I'm having a dialogue and there is a sort of magic to it. So I think.
3: Yes. Yes. Uh, Those are. That is an excellent exercise. When you have a, an intangible, okay, intangible. When you have an intangible, such as a thought, an idea, a desire, whatever. When you translate that into a tangible, which means a physical variable in existence. In this case, it's you having the notation on that piece of paper. So you translate the intangible to the physical when you do that, things get more real. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It doesn't guarantee by nowhere, anywhere close. It doesn't even guarantee that you're going to move your ass and get done. <laughs> no. But it helps you, but it helps you to see that this is a real. a real variable that is now in existence that you need to pay attention to that you can act upon to further benefit your life so yes translate things into from the ethereal I'm going to say into the physical that's one way to do it and then to further uh to further evidence the success of that drill for those of you who especially when you first start doing this are saying okay well I'm going to write it down, but that's it. <laughs> well, yeah. then you need to do the latter portion of what Miguel said. Force yourself. No internet, no chess. I'm a huge chess player. That's why I say chess for all the nerdy people there. Uh, <laughs> no no social media. Hopefully, you're off social media completely, but except for a. and Byte, of course. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> um, I
2: have to be yeah. on it to market, so yeah, yeah. Necessary
3: yeah. evil. Yeah. I, like. I, I deleted all my stuff a long time ago. Um, Smart guy. Yeah, I, I try to stay away. Uh, so so all these things. No fun stuff until you get this done. And it's going to be annoying. It's going to be very frustrating, but too bad. It is what it is. You want it, get it done, or shut the hell up. It's that simple. Uh, so, yeah, those drills that you said are, are exceptional.
2: Tell us more about the, yeah, the 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 drills, for sure.
3: Okay. So the Mind Your Language drills, like I said, with chaos theory, SDIC, you have to pay attention to all these things because they do impact you. And that's when we spoke about the the lie. If you repeat it, people will believe it because it's habituated. So mind your language is the same thing. When you hear or see or experience, experience means anything but physical to body language about you, you have to correct it. So for yourself. When you're speaking on an interview or when you're speaking by yourself or to your friends, whatever atmosphere, formal, informal, whatever, it doesn't matter, you have to correct yourself. So if you say something like, Oh, oh Miguel, you say this sometimes, so you may want to, we may want to edit that part out there. But um so when you talk about yourself, if you say something like, Oh, I'm just lazy, or you know, sometimes I'm an idiot. Sometimes you can let that go as a joke if you know it's a joke, but ideally, you never want to let it go under any circumstances, no excuses. You can give the... So with that said, I would say never. But with that said, you can let the occasional joke go as sometimes you you may. But if you say, I'm lazy or I'm pretty stupid or I can't see things that way, you have just put out into the ethereal world whatever you want to call it definitely into your subconscious mind if nothing else if you don't care about the ethereal world the variable of okay calcify calcify that Mm. he's lazy by one percent or half a percent or point one percent and then you say that again and then another debilitating thing then another debilitating thing yeah i don't get things yeah languages i'm not smart enough to learn language chinese i could never do that Shut the hell up. All these things are hurting you. They're keeping you back. You are doing it. So you need to reframe that. In linguistics, it's called linguistic framing. You need to reframe that. So you're saying, instead of saying, I could never learn Chinese, I'm not sure if I would want to learn Chinese, but if I did, it it may take me a while. Mm. That right there is... Phenomenal. Right there, that's a standing ovation. And that is a simple, easy tactic under the strategy of minding your language. And it is mandatory. You must do this, no exceptions. If you want to continue to habituate, perpetually divorce, because in order for you to see things, you have to be divorced to be able to see things. When you get an email or a text message or a post, and let's say, miguel sends me a post hey uh, today uh i noticed you were dumb whatever he would never say that to me i, I would write back to him in, in a positive way hopefully you never say that but uh, uh, no i'm kidding uh i would write back to him in a positive way something like i would reframe it i'm not in the position i'm sorry i'm not in the mindset to go after people and say hey you know don't call me that you can be i'm a fighter for sure but i don't want to do that i would rephrase what he said i would say i noticed that i didn't completely think things through and i will do better so what i did was i took that negative variable that's coming at me coming at me from miguel and i'm blocking it Mm. and i'm reframing it rewording it molding it and then throwing it back at miguel as a positive thing so all these things it's not nonsense all this stuff builds up as we know in chaos theory and other psychological concepts and other scientific concepts outside of systems theory and psychology they all build up to a grand thing and in this case that grand thing is a new way of thinking, a new way of seeing yourself. So now, uh, excuse me, not now, but let's say a month from now, a year from now, six months from now, whatever, you're seeing things differently and you're correcting language. So you are rarely, if ever, absorbing information that's self-deprecating or self-debilitating. And that's one victory that you have to continue your journey of Perpetually advancing of always finding Hermes, or at least trying to do what you can to find Hermes. Always watch language, rewrite stuff, re say things. If someone's in front of you, even your friend, a casual conversation, and say, just like I said, yeah, I noticed I didn't think things through. Don't use those words because they all build up. That's one way, one reason why you are of that mindset now. Because you've had all these variables thrown at you, your mindset has received them and calcified, hardened with those ingredients. So now you see things this way.
2: Good advice. Good advice. I'm probably too dumb to learn all of this, but what
3: are you, just it. kidding. Just yeah, yeah. You ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm out of here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just he wasted just an hour <laughs> an hour of my life, and these people. No, no, no.
3: The worst show ever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. No, this has been great. And um, well, we I think we are pretty much at the end. Uh where can people find out more about you? Of course it will be on the show notes, but for those listening on audio, where can they get your talk to you, get your books and all that sweet noses.
3: Sure. So uh, it's pretty easy. You can either Google my name, Dr. Herman S.J.R. That's my brand name, Dr. Herman S.J.R., all squeezed together. Uh, or you can use my Linktree, which is portal and it's Linktree um, slash Dr. Herman S.J.R. Linktree slash Dr. Herman S.J.R. And Linktree is spelled weird, as you have to see. But um, it's a, a very famous universal link for people. So those two ways are ways that you can find me. And then also you can find different interviews, uh, Amazon author and all kinds of things. You can find different drills. And I also will be sending uh, you, Miguel, a PDF on more exercises that we talked about, uh, more detailed and a little bit more. And those are some of the exercises that are in the sessions that people do with me and in some of my books and more specifically in the last book, the activity book. So for limited time, I'll leave it up on that link tree uh url so you can just go and download it for free one or two pages i have to decide how many uh, with the drills so you can go forth and continue these things more detailed
2: wonderful we'll check it out people and uh yeah it will be on the show notes and uh they're approachable they're easy i've already mentioned this but uh this is the kind of mind hacks we need today as we are bombarded by so much propaganda, misinformation from within and without. But uh, we'll get there. We'll get more clarity. And uh, yeah, your work is uh, always enjoy your work and your company, Herman. So uh, thank you very thank you. much, as always, Thanks for too, coming on Finding Hermes this time.
3: Yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, man.
2: And there you have it, Dr. Herman S.J.R. Dirtying your mind, unwashing your brain, uh, reverse Manchurian candidate. I don't know, but it works. And I know it's always hard. uh, Simply admitting you're wrong is very hard, just like apologizing is very hard. But the alternative is always freedom. And at some point in your life, it's uh, better to be free than to be right, as they say. It should be mentioned, too, that at the release of this podcast, Herman is going to be doing a detailed presentation on our interview for our Finding Hermes group. He will be providing slides, uh, the ec- many other exercises point-by-point point with visuals. He'll be giving out free materials and so forth. So this will certainly be the Gnosis to really get your mind where it needs to be to fight them Dar Archons. So if you're interested, please join the Finding Hermes group or program. Uh, you get all the benefits from any type of sub, but we have two meetings a month. One is a Q&A and a uh, question discussion little uh, group. The other one is a presentation group like the one Herman is doing. And I often have guests with some amazing presentations or discussions or talks, or I do some myself. The recent ones I've done have been on uh, Gnostic, the categories of Gnostic rituals, uh, the Gnostic text under the perfect mind, ayahuasca and the similarity of psychedelic cults today and classical Gnostics, and much more. So check it out if you want. As far as my advice on mind control, I would start with simple honesty. Know that uh, you and me are being mind controlled 24-7. It reminds me of that movie Detachment when Adrian Brody says that, quote, This is a marketing holocaust. The powers that be are dumbing us to death 24 hours a day. And it's true. From both the spiritual realm and the material realm, there are endless agencies and entities that have an agenda, and their agenda includes manipulating our thoughts. It just never ends. That's why it's so important to have that hermetic mind of clarity, of strength, and even a little trickster sensibility to get around the endless mind control of the universe. During our interview, I mentioned the famous Sufi saying, be in the world and not of the world. It reminds me of a couple of quotes from the Gospel of Thomas. One of them is uh, saying number 42. And yes, 42, the secrets to the universe according to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But in this uh, saying 42, Jesus simply says, become a passerby. That's it go through life with a sense of detachment and uh, balance Uh, also reminds me of the sufi saying that goes life is a bridge to cross and not build upon and i think this attitude helps you a lot not getting stuck in the agendas of all these agents and agencies of the universe attempting to influence our thinking the other saying is from saying number six And in this saying, Jesus is, uh, well, the apostles come up to Jesus and they're asking him all these questions about when to fast, when to pray, all that. Basically they're asking him how to properly fit in a proper society. And Jesus simply answers. Don't lie and don't do what you hate because all things are disclosed before heaven. After all, there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed, and there is nothing covered up that will remain undisclosed. In other words, as I see it, Jesus is simply saying, be honest, like I mentioned, and be authentic. And that's very hard to do today, but if you can be honest with yourself, and you can be authentic, the person you are meant to be, to be the most useful to the divine and your fellow brothers and sisters, Then, everything will be much better inside your head. I love this sort of uh, one Gnostic commandment, if you would, from the Gospel of Thomas. Be honest and be authentic. Simple as that. The other saying I wanted to bring up is not from a Gnostic master, but it's actually from a Stoic master, from Marcus Aurelius himself. He said, You always own the option of having no opinion there is never any need to get worked up or to trouble your soul about things you can't control these things are not asking to be judged by you leave them alone great advice marcus and i agree when it comes down to it you don't have to have an opinion and i understand we live in a time or a culture where whenever there's some family controversy or some social event or news flash It feels that we have to take a side it feels we have to know where we stand with everything but as marcus aurelius said you don't you don't have to have an opinion you don't have to be team edward or team jacob or you don't have to be on the side of the iphone or android or republican or democrat or or whatever you can stand back you can be a passerby. You can simply ga- gather the data you need, the information you require, and when it's time, if you want, you can take a stance. You can or you can, as the Sufis say, you can simply cross that bridge. By doing this, uh Herman mentioned the idea of divorce, and I've been talking about stoicism, detachment, being a passerby. By doing this you're as light as Hermes with his winged sandals And, again, it's a lot harder for the Archons to pollute your brain with their agendas or your ego to get distorted. You are freer and you are lighter. Again, freedom is always an amazing goal inside your mind and outside of it. So that's all I got. And again, if you have time, join the Finding Hermes program and Herman will have a whole bunch of exercises and materials for you to better optimize the psyche, the realm of Hermes himself. And yes, I hope Hermes in this episode uh, has given you the gnosis to walk through those doors. I hope you're ready to lay your cards on the table. And as Joseph Campbell and Mary Magdalene, specifically in the Dialogue of the Savior, I hope you're ready to become transparent to the transcendent. Thanks for being here.